Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Thank you, Anderson. I am Chris Cuomo, and welcome to Primetime. We have more breaking news on our watch. Another one of the president's top guys is about to tell all he could back up the most damning impeachment testimony to date. What does it mean? What do you say? Let's get after it. All right, so here's what we have to get into tonight. Bill Taylor's testimony may be about to get some backup. A current White House official named Morrison is expected to testify before House impeachment investigators next week. His testimony would be the first from someone who heard what the president said on that July 25th call directly, not just through that transcript that the rest of us got to see. Now, sources say Morrison, who is a top Russia and Europe advisor on President Trump's National Security Council, will corroborate key elements of Taylor's account. Namely, the president with Ukraine was pressing for that president, that government to publicly announce investigations into the Bidens before he would greenlight U.S. security assistance. What does this mean? Would this be enough to have some consensus on wrongdoing? Let's bring in another Team Trump member, former deputy assistant to the president, Fred Flights, in studio. Good to have you here. Good to be here. Thank you for coming on the show. Before we get into substance, I want to see if we agree on a point of civility. Okay. Um, The idea that if someone in your party is against the president, argues against them all the time, do you believe that person is scum? Well, I provide uh, material to the president sometimes he disagrees with, and and he's never thrown me out of his office. I, I think the president is prepared to take other points of view. But when he calls never Trumpers, as he calls people in his party who aren't for him, scum, do you think that's right? I think that Mr. Trump has a certain way of talking that we all love him for. It's a salty way of talking. You and I may have a different way of explaining things, but that's the way the president is. Would you call somebody like that scum? I wouldn't, no. Okay, let's leave it at that. We agree (laughs) that that's not the way we should talk. The way we disagree matters. I think Mr. Trump has a different way of talking. And, and, And look, he's under a lot of pressure right now. We have an impeachment process that is a fraud that's violating precedent that is trying to destroy him. He's a human being. So we're going to have we're going to have him make statements like this once in a while. Every impeachment can be looked at as personally destructive to the focus of it. So that's not what makes this different. As we both know, history shows we are where these things always are. The only difference is Congress is doing the we're investigating. Not at, all. not at all. We're not well, following. How, how's we're, not, it different? we're not following precedent. We know what the president was for 98 and 74. What's the difference? We know that special rules were set to make sure that the president and the minority had certain rights. Not at this phase. That's, n- that's not true. It is it true. would be. The only difference is there was a formal inquiry with the special counsel for Clinton. That's right. That's right. It's a huge difference. And during that process, Mr. Clinton repeatedly exercised rights of privilege. Now, the president... So is the president. He's trying to. Every time he does, he's told that he's trying to obstruct. Because instead of it being just with a special counsel, this is through Congress. What I'm saying is the argument that this is more secretive than usual, not fair. Starr did his work in private. Over years. Jaworski. Years. And during right, the, during the with, years of that process... Land, land fraud. During the years of that process... Sex fraud. 
during the years of that process, Clinton repeatedly engaged in lengthy legal objections, which Mr. Trump is being denied. Was in this the work process. done in private? The investigation by Star Wars, but that's not comparable to what Adam, Adam Schiff is of doing. Of course it is. No, it's because not. Adam Schiff isn't an, isn't an investigator. He's not a special counsel. But he doesn't have to be. Once he does the job, once you guys in Congress, not you, Congress does the jobs because the Republicans are in there, they are then going to have hearings. And at that point, all your arguments apply. No, they Must don't be apply. transparent, due process, the president should have no, counsel. No, the Democrats don't plan on giving any of those they things. They absolutely do. They're not going they to. They said they're going to they have said open gonna, hearings. Yeah, they the said they're going to have open hearing. They're not going to give the rights to the minority. You, they've never said they're that. They're not going to give the rights to the president. First of all, the president's counsel should be asking questions right now in Schiff's hearing. No Why way. aren't they doing that? No way. Why not? Because those situations are depositions. They're not even hearings. You've had Trey Gowdy, Pompeo, and Lindsey Graham all confirm, when it suited them politically, that those things are better done in private. Different process. That was impeachment. That was Benghazi. This is different. Impeachment has different rules because it is such a grave matter to remove a president. Lindsey Graham said it about impeachment. In 1998. I don't know what Lindsey Graham said. I'm telling you, I'll play the sound for you. I'm telling you that the process is different for impeachment. A whole new set of rules is set up to make sure it's absolutely fair and objective. No, that that never happened. With Nixon. In 74, 98, it did happen. Nixon and Starr both had investigations in private, then handed off to Congress. To be fair, Henry Hyde and Clinton and even in Nixon, then had their own rounds of private depositions after they got it from Starr. No, the House, and then no, the there House, was confrontation. The House process gave certain rights to the minority every step of the way in the House in 74 and 98. No, every step only of the way. when they to got the attorneys. to the hearing level. No, that's, that's not true. Yes. To the attorneys, uh, to, the, to the Republican minority. In the there, hearing there was, a, there was even a, an, a joint objective staff established. Where are the because special there, rules? Because there were special committees put together after they had the investigation done. You are right. This is different. But it's about what the distinction is in that difference. And you also have to add in this, Fred, the idea of majority and minority right now, that balance is out of whack. Why? 2015. You guys changed the rules. Again, that wasn't for impeachment. That doesn't no, matter. You changed the rules, the rules period. It you didn't say not for impeachment. Not you for impeachment. It, period. Not, the impeachment rules are changed so dramatically. There in are no rules in impeachment. There are rules for impeachment. They were set in 74 and 98. Yeah, but each they one give, was different. They give equal access to the minority for subpoena, for cross-examination. In witnesses. the hearing phase. They Look, give access to the president's counsel. The majority still had to approve everything that happened. But let's do this. We're, those are our points on process. Okay. Fine. In terms of the substance of testimony so far. Did you find what we read from Mr. Taylor and what we've heard about as the product there as impressive in any way? Well, I can't evaluate what Mr. Taylor has said because I don't know what was said in closed hearing. I understand, it's a sworn statement. I understand that the Republicans destroyed him in closed hearing, but the Republican questions haven't been provided. So I'm going to do something the Democrats aren't doing. I'm going to give the president the benefit of the doubt until I see the entire testimony. I haven't seen it. But this is what I'm saying. What basis would you have to not believe Bill Taylor? How is he? Is He's not a never-Trumper. He's not a, not, I'm not, not making a any judgment. I'm saying I haven't seen the whole... But a have, sworn statement I seen from a man who you have no reason to disbelieve is not I, impressive not, to you. I, I haven't seen the, the transcript of the entire hearing. I haven't seen how he defended that statement. That is part of the whole process here. What I've seen are successive selective leaks 
by Adam Schiff and Democrats well, on that committee to destroy Taylor's this president. not a leak. Sondland's not a leak. Volker's not a leak. Their texts aren't a leak. The transcript isn't a leak. This guy, Morrison, if a I know sitting Tim, Tim White Mar- House official whom you know. I know Tim well. Sure. And you respect comes forward and says, I heard on the call, it bothered me. What Taylor's saying, we talked about it because it bothered me, because it seemed very clear that the president was pressuring Ukraine to give him these political value objects before they got what they wanted. How will you feel? There's four things going on right here. Wait a minute. How will you feel? I haven't, I'm not going to speculate on, on, on uh, things that haven't happened yet. I haven't seen the whole testimony. If he I've says seen that. selective leaks First of all, I don't think it's not a a leak when the guy puts out a sworn statement. You know, Sondland isn't a leak. These aren't anonymous. They're not leaks, Fred. You know it. These are real people saying real things. There was a statement by this fellow, but we don't know what happened in closed door testimony. We hear from the Republicans that this guy was destroyed. What does that tell you? Because, look, let's be fair. Both sides leak like a sieve. So this guy gets destroyed. And yet nothing comes out about what was destroyed from his testimony. Well, it seems to me that there's two sides here. We have to see the whole testimony. Of we course. Have to see the You're going to have a set of hearings after this, just as happened in the past. No, they're not going to be the same. They said they're going to have open hearings. They're not going to give the rights to the minority. They're not you going to give the rights that. to... Okay, well, let's... Because you just said you're not going to prejudge when it suited you with Morrison. But you are going to prejudge what the Democrats are going to do with the hearings. Fifty bucks. That, on what? That, that they won't get equal rights in the hearing. I'm not allowed to bet. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Done. Let's do we'll it. But also, charity, I don't care. They're not going to get the equal rights. It's, uh, well, first of all, look, they don't get equal rights because minority and the, majority have been skewed by your own reckoning in 2015 when you had the impeachment's power. Impeachment's different. Impeachment has to be different. At what that's stage? What, that's what Senator Graham made clear today. At what stage? This is, this is about bringing articles of impeachment. The majority always has the power in every case. We've only had three. They were all very different. Andrew Johnson, uh, obviously, uh, one, two, three to hear. This is being the fourth. The majority will have the power. Then you'll get to a trial. Okay? This is just the indictment, right? Just to use an analogy. That's where these arguments should be made. No, it should My be made argument in the to house. you is made in the you house are like fighting it in the, the process because you can't fight the facts and you can't well, put down these sources because they're your own people. Four points. The Democrats have been asked, why aren't you providing the Republicans the same rights as 98? One is we don't have to on the Constitution. I, I understand that. The second one seems well, to I be... Well, I get that it's a talking point, but I'm saying I don't agree that they're not giving them the same well, they're rights saying you're not there yet. Okay. They are saying we can do this under the under the Constitution. That's we right. Don't have to, and, and okay, I, I understand that. They're also saying we're not going to change the rights of the Republicans and the president because they would abuse them. This has been said repeatedly. They'd make a circus out of it. That's not the a same valid thing argument. Trey Gowdy said something. It's not a valid argument. Said, same thing Lindsey Graham said. You don't deny someone rights because they'll abuse the Republicans under our said we want to keep it closed because it's not a circus. We okay, want to keep it closed. Okay, because this is it, not a valid argument. The third you one guys is, made the same argument. The third when it one is you. that's why not, people get they're frustrated. They're not giving the president these rights or the Republicans it's too because they don't soon. like him. It's too because soon. Whenever an objection comes up to this process, all they do is complain about things the president said. They complain about his tweets. He doesn't comply. He attacks them personally. Irrelevant he won't for this, testify. Irrelevant for the impeachment process. But the most important thing, the, the worst thing of this whole process, the Democrats do not want to grant equal rights because they've There's already, no they've yet, already decided that Trump is guilty. Look, they don't see any when, need when to they say that, when, when people in the, the House say, I'm ready to impeach now, I totally get the political argument of, man, they're doing this soon. They don't even know everything yet. Here's the problem with impeachment. It's political. As President Gerald Ford said, Congress can uh, an impeachable 
act is whatever Congress says it is. So you're right to be upset about it. They seem early on uh, with this, but that's politics. But in terms of due process, I don't think it's fair to be making these arguments until you get to the trial. And you're saying, well, I think they won't do it. But I ask you about Morrison, a man you know. And you say, well, I, mean, I can't judge it right now. I don't know what he's going to say. Well, you thing. don't know what the Democrats are going to do. I, I just see leaks about what he's supposed to say. I don't know what he's going to say. A leak thing. is not this. A leak is when someone tells me something and I can't say who it is. Let's talk not about when the, Taylor okay, this goes and puts his name in a sworn statement. Okay. But I got to go. I'm out of How time. The CI whistleblower. Can we talk about that? I don't think he's necessary. You I know, think he's irrelevant. I've heard the name. CNN has the name. Yeah. The White House has the name. House Intel Committee has a name. Who's this guy being protected from? The American the people. The statute. The American people. The statute. We no. protect whistleblowers he's for a reason. He's not being protected what from I'm anything. Saying, he's being hidden from the He's American also being people. protected from the president. No, the president knows who he is. I, I don't have know a that. name. CNN has a I name. I don't know that. One American News has a name. Breitbart has the name. We should talk about this right now. I don't know. Here's all I'll say. I'm out of time. I'm not running from this. You're always happy to come back. Okay. Um, I don't even think you need the whistleblower. I think it's a red herring. I'll take but these. But Adam Schiff said we were going to have them once. What happened? If they do it, they do it. That's not They're hiding them. They're hiding them because you of have political real bias. That's this for Schiff. I don't know that he has political reasons. bias. I know that the guys who are going there now are your team, and they should be believed because they certainly can't be a function of bias. Let's see what Morrison says. Come back. Let's talk about okay. it. Okay. Sounds Fred, good. Fred, always appreciate it. Okay. Thank you for making the case on my show. Good to be here. All right. So the president's own aides, this is what Fred and I are talking about. Uh, I get questions about the whistleblower. I get questions about anonymous sources. I'm a journalist. I rely on them heavily. But these are the president's aides. And they have been confirming what is at the heart of this impeachment investigation. Another one is about to do that. So if it can't just be about the process, you heard that argument. I'm going to lay out next what this needs to be about and why. Next. Thank you. First, I want to make something clear to you. The reason you protect a whistleblower is because there is a law that protects whistleblowers uh, from whatever it is that they reasonably have a fear of. That's why we protect their name. CNN does not have any position on knowing the name of the whistleblower. I, like many people uh, in journalism, have heard names, one specifically, about who this is supposed to be. We don't report it because I respect the law. That's why we do it. And we're not going to use the unknown as a cudgel. To say, well, he must be bad. She must be bad if we don't know who they are. There are plenty of people we do know about named part of Trump's team who are saying a corroborated and coordinated message. That should be our focus. So two things to pay attention to as we go through this process. And again, my focus is what those close to this president say and what they don't. Case in point. White House trade advisor Peter Navarro has been on the show. He was asked whether POTUS went to China for political assistance. His answer. I'm asking you a direct question. Did you bring up it's investigating the Bidens as part of the negotiation? In my judgment. Okay? Why not? You're asking me what happens in the White House behind closed doors. Well, I'm, I'm asking if politics I'm have entered you- the, interna- the, the, the sphere of international relations yeah. here. Uh, Jim, ask an answer. No. Asked, not answered. The answer is easy here if it didn't happen. This is all about not wanting to say what did happen, because there are real concerns about President Trump's June 18th call with the Chinese president. The call's transcript also wound up on that secure server. It's so concerning that when the president said this on camera. China should start an investigation into the Bidens. Hmm. 
Guess who took the high road by asking to stay out of this? China. Now, if this president is serious about investigating corruption involving U.S. citizens, China, not a bad place to start. Here's my suggestion. We know of at least one current government employee, that means someone working for you, has secured not one, but two rounds of highly lucrative Chinese trademarks and everything from sunglasses to semiconductors. Keep in mind, they've gotten these while they were supposed to be working for you, the American taxpayer. Guess who? Ivanka Trump. And those trademarks, by the way, came after she said she shut down her company. There's another part of Navarro's answer that matters here. The part where he tries to drive Jim Shuto away from what he doesn't want to talk about. Let me just answer this. I mean, the problem that, that I've, I've seen over the last three years in Washington is that there's just too many stories that are reported based on anonymous sources uh, that ine- ine- inevitably get it wrong. So well, I don't know. I, do we want to spend this time doing that? The White House has used anonymous sources when it suits them. It's a talking point. All right. This is when they don't like the facts. Listen to it. It's always a source who decided to remain anonymous. Unsubstantiated anonymous sources. Rogue anonymous sources. Unnamed sources. We're constantly having to compete with uh, anonymous sources. Look, if you stand on just that, what you just saw is a litany of liars. All right. Because do they not know this? Volker, Taylor, Hill, Sondlin, now Morrison, we expect. These are real people, not anonymous, and they're your people, Mr. President, part of your administration, many put in place by you and the people around you, and some pleaded with to take the job, okay? So the idea that it's anonymous is silly. In fact, these people walk right past the official line of non-cooperation to tell their truth under oath, Those are the facts. Now let's play to the politics. Let's turn to the partisans. Is this process of impeachment fair or unfair? Okay. Is this argument about anonymous sources fair or unfair? Great debate with these two great debaters. Next. So we know that Republicans decry the process being used by House Democrats, but is it really any different? Are they just distracting from a too strong case? That's the start of tonight's great debate with Anna Kasparian and David Urban. Good to see you both. Thank you for joining me tonight. David, make the case. Why is it unfair? Well, Chris, look, obviously, I'm not going to relitigate what you just had on earlier there. Let me just make the point, though. Then you're going to lose the debate. No, 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 Chris, listen, here's where the debate needs to be had. Right, The debate needs to be had for the American people. Right. This is ultimately a political process. Right, Chris, at the end of the day, whether to impeach the president or not, and then ultimately whether to remove him via trial in the Senate. So if, if I were the Democrats... I would want this to be held open and very fair, very transparent, because they've got a lot of convincing to do. Earlier this week, this weekend, actually, Michael Smirconish had on a gentleman from the Swing Voter Project, which did, uh, you know, kind of verbatim, took people in a focus group mm-hmm. in, in swing districts. Youngstown, Ohio had 10 voters who voted for Obama first time, both times, actually, and then voted for Trump this time. Got them in a room and asked him, did the president commit an impeachable act? And, and all 10 of those folks said, I, I don't know if he did. 
And even if he did, I don't think this is actually impeachable. I don't think he should be removed. <laughs> All so right. Democrat, so Democrats so I got the point. have a lot of convincing to do, Chris. I got the point. A lot but, of convincing. But that, that's about uh, the outcome, not the process. Anna, no, it how is do you about feel the pro- about, it's about Chris, it is about the process because it's about whether they bring it to a vote. I, Pelosi's I, been dragging well, her feet. She said we're going to get this. Their, there is absolutely that, no reason job. for the Democrats to bring it. I am so tired of... Democrats constantly caving to the type of framing that Republicans demand. Finally, for the first time, you have Democrats standing their ground. They have absolutely no obligation to hold that vote. I believe that the way that they're conducting this investigation is not only legal, it's the correct way to do it. And the reason why they're not holding open hearings is, number one, in 2015, John Boehner uh, pushed for and successfully accomplished a law that indicated that they could do these closed hearings. And more importantly, we don't need a circus right now. What we need is to get down to the facts and figure out exactly what's going on. Chris, listen, just like the Republicans were were blinded by their hatred of of Clinton back in the day, Mm. Democrats are blinded by their hatred of this president and they're running off a cliff like lemmings. They can't help but follow themselves. No, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually a Chris. lot more concerned about the type of corruption that goes on within this administration and the constant violations of the emoluments clause, the constant this examples about the of Donald clause. Trump. This is about, no, it is about is, the emoluments no, it clause, and it's also Ukraine. about Donald Trump using the office of the president to enrich Chris. himself. That is Chris, unacceptable, you know, and he should be part of it. I don't know what they're bringing the articles on. No, Chris, listen, and that's exactly the problem with the Democratic caucus, right? Nancy Pelosi faces mm-hmm. people like this who just want to have an expansive, an incredibly expansive impeachment mm-hmm. proceeding, and then people who want to have a very narrow, focused impeachment proceeding. And the party yeah. that went from a land transfer deal to a sex act Chris, have a problem uh, Chris, with that. Chris, Chris, I'm just saying that I'm talking about facts. You want to talk about facts? Nancy Pelosi no, has some not. problems with the facts right now. The, the facts getting, are getting, you have Chris. the most unprecedented litany of named sources who work in your Chris. administration and are Republican team members of Trump Chris, Chris, saying Chris. he abused his power. Chris, Chris, guess what? Jeff Tubin, okay, our colleague on the show previous, on Anderson's show, said, you know, most of this stuff is hearsay based on top of hearsay. Okay, you so know what? it. You're a lawyer. This is not a trial. Chris, it's not Chris, a legal you're, you're, process. Chris, Chris, you're a lawyer. Would you go? Would you? Would you take hearsay upon hearsay? You're better than that, Chris Cuomo. Listen, Come on. There I'm not better no, than anything, no and I'm not better than that, Chris Cuomo. Come when on. you have Listen. members of Trump's administration testifying against him, you have a U.S. ambassador, Bill Taylor, under Trump's administration testifying that there was quid pro quo. Right. You have it's hearsay Donald based Trump's on hearsay. Chief of Staff, it's not hearsay Mick based Mulvaney, on hearsay in every case. Chris, you know that, saying not there's every quid case. pro quo. We do quid pro quo all the time. Chris, I mean, you have members of his own administration saying. It, and then Chris, you have Donald Trump constantly Dave, intimidating don't, don't, don't individuals who are coming bad. forward. And listen, I got to tell you, you don't have any right for high dudgeon, all right? You've got people running around. You talk about lemmings. You just had 20 of your caucus members run into a secure room with their devices, violating the rules to distract I, 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 from sh- sh- what was Chris, going on in the room. So, Chris, you know, Chris, don't you shake know your head with disgust. It's going to fall I, off. I, I, I'm know? not shaking my head with disgust. I'm saying... You know what's right here, Chris. You know that you would not, as a lawyer, as a prosecutor, as someone who is after the truth. Chris, hold on. Chris, Chris, you know that you would not bring a case based on hearsay. You would not proceed forward with a case based on on, hearsay. How is it hearsay if Bill Taylor... Are text messages hearsay? Yeah, text text messages are not hearsay. Bill Taylor Taylor had conversations. This guy Morrison listened to the call. And now has his own things to come on and say, well, let's, let's listen let's, to it. Guys, let's let's have see. a round of hearings after the depositions. I, I, I and then if warranted, idea, right? let's have a trial. 
Right. I think it's great. Let's have a public hearing where people get to cross-examine witnesses. But of people course get to call they're going to do that. It's just never happened in Democrats the investigatory don't need phase to listen before. To your Chris, well, then people in America aren't going to believe it's fair, Chris. Well, then it's never been fair. People. Then it wasn't fair with Andrew Johnson. Then it wasn't fair with Nixon. Well, and it wasn't Chris, fair with Clinton because it happened and, the same and, way all three and, times. And Chris, then Donald J. Trump will not be removed from pre- the presidency. Well, I'm not saying he, I'm not saying any of this is worthy of removal anyway. Anna certainly thinks it is. I think arguments well, could I mean, be made, just, but I got to hear them. He sounds he sounds concerned that Donald Trump will be removed from office. I, I, I'm not concerned. I'm not the least bit concerned. I got to leave it there. Polling I'm does not bear the least bit concerned. I, I got to leave it there. Listen, right. let's be honest. Anna, be fair. David, we all have to be concerned because this process has got to be respected. It's got to be Absolutely. reflective of what the people want done by their servants, and people have to have faith in the outcome. So we go, all got to be concerned. Go to the Swing concerned. Voter Project. Look what these people have to say I believe about it. it. I, I don't usually base my judgments on rooms of people. But David, Anna, thank you very much for making the case on this show. I appreciate you both. Thanks, right. Chris. So, thank you. Here's what I don't appreciate, and I don't think Dave or Anna would either. They obviously oppose each other, but you see how they did it? With decency. The president calls Republicans who don't back him, quote, human scum. And his press secretary goes over to state TV and says, yup, those people deserve to be called that. I want to bring in Anthony Scaramucci. What's going on with his party? How is this an okay way? I had to beg Fred Flights to say, yeah, that shouldn't be said. Is this the strategy? Is this where we are? Former White House communications chief, next. All right, so the message from Republicans today for President Trump on impeachment Do what Bill Clinton did. Senators urging the president to focus on governing while the inquiry process continues to unfold. Savvy advice or foolish thinking? Certainly not happening. The president gave us his response to that today. Use the ugliest words to date for his own party. Let's bring in Anthony Scaramucci. We all know him from the White House and from friend of show. Anthony, thank you. They are scum. People like you. People in the party that yeah. oppose him. Stephanie Grisham goes on Fox News, right. sits, and the people on the couch politely nod yes, as she says, yeah, that's what you deserve to be called. Well, there's a lot to unpack there. But the, the first thing is, you know, it, I, I feel bad for her in some ways. She's, she's a good person, but she's doing what President Trump does to everybody. He, the goalposts have been moved. She knows she's past where she wants to be in terms of how she feels about civil discourse in the society. Uh, but he's the leader. And so what's happening is everything's gravitating to his verbal jujitsu, street fighting. She's and not 11. She's an adult. You know? I understand that, but it's very hard. Why? Okay, you, because he's the president of the United States and you want to police him. You know, and you're, you're walking into the Oval Office. He's the leader of the free world. He's telling you what to do. Um, and, you know, uh, somebody said to me, and unfortunately, I, I should have gotten that information uh, in the 11 days I was there, they said, hey, you can only listen to 10 percent of what he's saying. And my advice to Stephanie is if he's telling you to do something or telling you to go out and say something that you don't want to say, don't say it, uh, because it makes her look bad, frankly. And it's also bad for the country. I mean, look, he wants to call me human scum. I wear it as a badge of honor, OK, because I'm a guy that wants to honor the Constitution, the structure of the government, the rule of law. And I recognize what Cicero once said 2000 plus years ago, that we are subordinates to the law in order to be free, okay? And ultimately, that's where we have to be. And this guy wants to be above the law. Right, hold on. You're thinking he wants to Cicero. Be- he's thinking ground zero, okay? What he wants is to make this a fist fight where yeah, it's us it. versus them and ugly versus less ugly. This guy's never been in a fist fight. I'm not talking, talking, I'm not fight, talking about that fight. kind of stupid. He's I'm talking never about been verbal in a fist fight. Uh, a, verbal, a verbal fist fight. I, could, I have no problem with the verbal fist fight. 
but I think we have to call it out. We have to shine a light on it. Okay, he's projecting. He feels that but way about himself. He's shown that he light that onto the caucus, and they ran like rats into that skiff. Yeah, and many of those people are human scum because behind his back, they're deriding him, and they're saying, geez, what a quote-unquote handful he is and how damaging he is he, and how are we going to survive him as the head of the GOP? Yeah, and Lindsey Graham says he has 44 senators ready to sign a resolution saying that the impeachment process okay, is so let's illegitimate. See, let, let, let's see Senator Graham do that. But I, I think at the, at the end of the day, um, we need to hear more testimony. And I think what you're finding is, and what I would have loved to have asked David on the show, is you know the president pretty well. David Urban. Yeah, 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 there's one phone call with Zelensky. We've got the transcript. David, do you think there are more phone calls like that with other world leaders? Uh, Knowing the president's personality, do we think in three years there's only one phone call like that uh, with the president of the Ukraine? I suspect that there's tons of them. And I think that's why Mulvaney's having a hard time, because he's looking at these transcripts. He knows that they are very odd. They're unprecedented. But Mulvaney's got to be done, right? I mean, he went I, out I there, he admitted something, and then he I, tried to look, blame on not, us for his own mouth. We're, we're not friends. His credibility's got to be met him, I've met him a few times. Uh, but for me, as a guy, from a guy to a guy, I would say, Nick, you got to go. Okay, just resign and get out of there. You're a young guy. You can re- rehab your career. You can own some of the mistakes that you made supporting this lunatic, and you got to go. And so if he's not willing to do that, it has to do with that, those elements that go on in your personality. You're under siege, Stockholm but Syndrome. Where does his optimism come from? It seems to me that it's moving the other way, Anthony. It's not the way you suggest meaning what? that, that these people are going to somehow decide to stand on kind of principle. Look at Lindsey Graham. This is one of the best minds in the Senate. He is now saying things that are the complete opposite of what he said in 98. So, 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 so Chris, that's the issue of our time. This is where, where's Margaret... Chase, we need her, the senator from uh, Maine that rebuked Joe McCarthy. That is the reason why when John Kennedy said I wrote three books, Profile and Courage was the thinnest book because there's no courage out there. And so what are these people doing? They know what they're doing is wrong. They know that 10 years from now, someone's going to reflect back on this like they did the McCarthy era and say Trumpism is ridiculous. It's like it's like if uh, Roy Cohn and Joe McCarthy had a baby and it turned out to be Donald Trump and he's now the president of the United States. It is a disgusting thing that's going on in the country. And by the way, if I'm a Republican, they want to disavow me as a Republican. I would like to stay in the party and figure out a way to rebuild the party as an entrepreneur and as a business person. He's at like These 90% people, in your party. I don't and think you so, see no. how they ran into the skiff the other no, day I, I with, think, their, I, with no, their devices? Those numbers, those numbers are lower. The Rasmussen number was a disaster for him. Did, did you see that number? Yeah, but we it don't was, go with that poll. Okay, well, whatever. That's the poll he goes with. So just right. pointing out that the, the, the poll that he goes with was a disaster for well, him. You really okay, believe so that Republicans in elected office— Like right now, look— I'm saying Anthony, they should stand on principle, but they're not. But they're that, standing on right. self-interest. That's my point. But I think so that it's going to go lower that way yeah, because okay. I have to tell you, I honestly believe I could hear a senator. I know I'm going to get attacked for this, but that's OK. You know, I like to argue both sides. I could see a Republican senator, even a Democrat in good conscience saying this was wrong. It was abuse of power. Uh, I think he's going to do it again. So we've got to figure that out. But I don't think it's worthy of removal because Ukraine never gave him anything. He didn't stop the aid. It didn't hurt them versus Russia. It didn't hurt our relationship. Okay, so the, and he's a first term president. And there's an election around the corner. But you you went to law school. I went to law school. But that, that's not enough. The investigatory question is, it's three years. How many phone calls did he have like that? But I don't have let's, proof of those. But let's see what's in the server. Can, I mean, They're I, not going to get it. Procedurally, they can't get they, what's they can't in the even get him to answer. Because of the executive By the way. Privilege. Okay. Lindsey Graham so, says that was enough to impeach so I think they're going So I think they're going to get it because I think there are brave men and you women. You hear Republican men and women say I, to you, I've I, had it. 
I hear Republican men and women that are working inside that bubble that are very scared. But I think each day that goes on with this nonsense continuing, they're going to cross over the line and they're going to find their bravery. They're going to find their patriotic courage. And I think you're going to get the stuff that's in that server. I think people have had enough. I think guys like Ambassador Taylor who I think is a valorous guy and primarily apolitical. They dismiss him to, as a radical uh, of course they bureaucrat who's all hearsay. Of course what are they, they going to say when Morrison cor- comes up? Of course they have to do that. And what I'm saying is it's a stain on our country. It's a stain on our party. Please step back and think about what you're doing and, and, and clutch your patriotism. Go beyond the partisanship and your self preservation and your political interests. You have a life outside of politics. You have a life outside of uh, doing something wrong. Okay. And so listen, that's my point with Dave. I love Dave. Without Dave Urban, President Trump does not win Pennsylvania. The first Republican president to win Pennsylvania in 32 years without Dave Urban. And I love Dave Urban and I, I respect his loyalty to the president, but he knows and I know that there's more than one Zelensky like call. And so the question right now is where are those calls? What were said on those calls? You reported that he probably said some stuff like Zelensky, like to President Xi. So I, I, my bet is that he said a, it on television. My bet is there is rank illegality. I think the guy personally is a traitor. Uh, you and think, I think he's going to resign before the election? I do. I still. I'm, I'll I'm, take I'm, that I'm, bet I'm still, all day long. Hey, well, let me ask you this: When yeah, I came I on, go. okay, when I came on in August, I said this is a disaster, heading for a disaster. Is it worse now than it was in August? Yes. Okay. And so I predict it's going to get way worse over the next two months. All right. Anthony, thank you very much. Always appreciate your perspective on the show. All right. Lindsey Graham, I keep talking about him. Why? Because you've got to respect his mind. You've got to respect his personal story. And you have to look at him as a metaphor for what this president is doing to people like Lindsey Graham and his own party. I'm going to argue using his words against him, not mine. Next. All right. Point of the show is to show you the situation where it is. Battle lines have been drawn. The sworn statements and texts offered by Republicans on Team Trump corroborate what seems to be an obvious abuse of power as reflected by this president's own words. So when you don't like the facts and the proof comes from your own people, the only way to defeat the process is to fight the process itself. Enter Senator Lindsey Graham. The purpose of the resolution is to let the House know that the process you're engaging in regarding the attempted impeachment of uh, President Trump is out of bounds. It's inconsistent with due process as we know it. It's a star chamber type inquiry, and it's a substantial deviation from what the House has done in the past regarding impeachment of other presidents. First, Graham was active in the Clinton impeachment. He never criticized Starr then, nor the fact that that probe started with a real estate transaction and ended with a sex act. The ugly part is that Senator Supercilious has to know that his argument is BS. Why? He knows that with Nixon and Clinton, lawmakers weren't doing the investigating. It was an independent counsel or a special prosecutor who both used closed door depositions. And in Clinton, Graham was then party to a second layer of secrecy. 
Lead prosecutor Henry Hyde said Tuesday that two days of closed depositions have strengthened the case against President Clinton. And he said the opposite then of what he says now. Proof. The depositions, I think, will determine whether or not we go forward with hearings. I think it's a very smart thing to do is to depose these people and find out what they've got to say and not drag this thing out unnecessarily. Same thing the Democrats say now. Now Graham says it's a lynching. Then it was a very smart thing. But then he sprinkles a little fact with his farce today. Listen. I'm not here to tell you that Donald Trump's done nothing wrong. Really? So that's reverse speak for, you know, he did do something wrong. And you think you can sell that now because the bar is very major crime to impeach. That's Graham now. But back then. You don't even have to be convicted of a crime to lose your job in this constitutional republic. If this body determines that your conduct as a public official is clearly out of bounds in your role. Hmm. Senator Graham is right to point out Trump's potential impeachment as being different from the others, but not in a way that defends his newfound deference for wrongdoing. Here's the difference. President Nixon said this. Our entire focus should be on the great issues of peace abroad and prosperity without inflation at home. Therefore, I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. In the face of wrongdoing, he resigned. When it was Clinton's turn, he apologized a lot. I am profoundly sorry for all I have done wrong in words and deeds. Mere words cannot fully express the profound remorse I feel for what our country is going through and for what members of both parties in Congress are now forced to deal with. Why does it matter? Contrition is what you just saw. That's a key indicator of potential change and a draw for potential leniency. Trump is a toxic opposite to presidents past. That call was a great call. It was a perfect call. I made a perfect call. An absolutely perfect phone conversation with the president of Ukraine. No remorse. Then he went on TV, asked China to investigate the Bidens as well. The same guy who asked the Russians, WikiLeaks and Ukraine to help him out. The same guy who told you he's never even needed to ask God for forgiveness. And somehow Graham, who once argued the test was presidential conduct being out of bounds, now said it is not Trump, but Congress who's out of bounds. Graham is at war with his own words. And why? The reason is as ugly as it is obvious. Graham and all the others on the right who know their past proclamations of principle are now anathema to what they're doing. They're mobbish attacks of a process they once embraced. You're not acting like lawmakers, but as defense counsel for a potential lawbreaker. Graham can't be new Coke and classic Coke at the same time. This hypocrisy would be hysterical if the situation weren't so heavy. Here's the proposition. If you don't want to assess what is obvious and ensure that the presidency is not a constant source of patronage and positioning for personal advantage, you know, honoring your constitutional duty, then resign 
and join the president's legal team. Because you know this process is no less fair than impeachments past. What has changed is you, sir. Now, the president thinks that he has a solution to keep his own government from finding out the facts during this impeachment inquiry. What is it? It's our bolo next. Bolo time. Be on the lookout. First, President Trump said he would terminate the White House's subscriptions to The New York Times and The Washington Post. Now, the White House is urging all federal agencies to do the same. The press secretary put out this excuse, calling it a cost saving for taxpayers, a.k.a. censorship. They want to save them money, stop traveling so much on their dime. It's fake news, he says, except when he quotes those periodicals. Here's the reality. He only accepts flattery as a fact. Case in point, conservative Fox News commentator tweeted this today, displaying an autographed thank you note she received from the president yesterday, signed on top of a list of positive ego enforcing tweets from this and other conspiracy pushing supporters. This is the kind of information he seeks and wants distributed at the expense of truth. America is a democracy. That means we have the right to hear what we do and don't like. Be on the lookout. For censorship. Thank you for watching CNN Tonight with the man D. Lemon starts right now. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, host of the Chasing Life podcast. In honor of our 10th season, we want to hear from you. Leave us a message at 470-396-0832 and tell us how you chase life. It could be used on an upcoming episode.